This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Break layers and ball shorts. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. Appreciate you rocking with me on this Thursday for another episode of the Ball Hawk Show. Who's on the line? Today we got a special guest. You know what I'm saying? So y'all make sure y'all stay tuned before we get started. Make sure you subscribe to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. Also, as you listen to the podcast, it is sponsored by Abra Insurance. Abra Insurance service in the state of Virginia for over 20 years. Go to abrainsurance.net for your home, business, auto, life insurance. They got you. Able Insurance, proud sponsor of the Ball Hawk Show. Also, if you haven't noticed the instrumentals I've been playing um, the last, I, I, I want to say last, all last episode and mixed in the last couple episodes is by UVA's own Andrew Brown. Drizzle on the beats. So shout out to Andrew, man, for the instrumentals in the background. Got to keep it all wahoo. And you know somebody wants up. to talk and yeah, introduce baby. This guy, he he just think because he did a good job nice. the last time. He can I'm keep nice. introducing folks. So I'm gonna let Petty Hawk yes. introduce our MC. guest. This is I'm the MC of the Ball Hawk Show podcast. You the work, I'm the boss. So this episode, since I can't say his name, I'm gonna give you a clue. You know, this dude, he he like to put them paws on you. You know, he put them paws. He got mitts. He's a cartoon character. So without further ado, here is Who's on the Line, episode 3 of 2020. Roll the tape. What up, what up, what up? Who's on the line? You heard the intro right there. And I got another one. Another one. I got a guy that uh, is known as the bully. A guy that didn't drop a single pass this season. And that's a remarkable feat. But uh, without further ado, he's from Irvington, New Jersey, own neighborhood. And I got my guy, Hasis Dubois. What's good with you, Hasis? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ball What's good, baby? Nothing, man. You, bro, you know, we always laugh, joke, all season, the past couple of years here at UVA. So I was like, I talked to, you, talked to your room dog, your training partner, Joe, earlier this week. Um, we had talked on Twitter. I think it was Friday. You was... You know, asking for some shut the hell up juice gear. So I was like, "Yo, why why you on why you on the line? Why don't you come on the show?" So I definitely appreciate you, man. No doubt, anytime. So uh, first of all, man, what's been going on since the bowl game versus Florida? Did you stay back as well and get you an Airbnb and live it up in Miami, or did you go back to the crib? Definitely, definitely, I definitely stayed out there and, uh, for a little bit, cooled it with the bros. And uh, just was able to get some uh, downtime from football before I headed back home for a little bit to see the family. So uh, that went well. And then um, I headed home to Jersey for a little bit. And then now I'm out here in Fort Lauderdale training for the draft. And Fort Lauderdale. So what's the, the the biggest difference being in Florida opposed to Jersey and even Virginia that you've noticed so far? Weather, honestly. Like, it's, <laughs> like I haven't been out here where it hasn't been a warm day. And uh, it's just allowing us to be outside, inside, and not being like, it's just, I just feel like it's an advantage out here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always a, a, a decent weather outside, and it's just, 
and it's the environment is just is just like a place you want to be. I feel like I'm not saying Virginia and Jersey's not; they definitely are. But yeah, it's just something different out here in Florida. What was like your feeling, man? Because you know, after the bowl game, typically. You know, um, you get to go home depending on, you know, when the day takes place. But you got that that mindset of I got to get back to the school. I got to get acclimated in my new classes. Then I got to train, you know, for the upcoming spring session. But, you know, now that you were done, man, what was the feeling that, like that next morning knowing that you didn't really have to rust and worry about classes or, you know, get ready uh, for Coach Bronco and them, their offseason program? Um, Honestly, it it was it was remarkable because I just feel like at first it was weird. At first I felt like I was doing something I wasn't supposed to, but then it like it, that that's when it hit. Like I, I'm I'm actually done college. Like it's it's no more. Mm-hmm. But I mean it's it's a good feeling to be done. Uh, I love that I loved it at UVA. It was it was a, a great time there, and I mean I'm a Wahoo for life. So I feel as though even though I'm done, I'm I'll still be on campus and everything here and there. Uh, going to check out the little bros while they out there doing their thing, but I mean it's just it was different. Like like right now during this training session, everything you just have so much downtime. Like everything is just like always. Sometimes you even just bored. Like mm. you just have so much time. Like you work out two times a day. You don't have to worry about class. You don't have to worry about like homework. You just have workouts and like you're living like the real world life. So I feel like it's, it's definitely different. And I had to adapt to it, but right now, just it was like it's my new life right now. So, in other words, you could get used to this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, I exactly, feel you, I feel you, bro. So, what we gonna do now, man? We we talking about you know the ending of the bowl game and, and adjusting to the new life and getting ready for the league. We gonna take it back though. We gotta go back to the Paul Catholic. How was it in <laughs> high school for a young Hasis, man? Like. When what? When did you feel like that football can be a vehicle for you to, you know, generate interest from scouts in college, and and gain the opportunity to receive a grand aid and not have to worry about paying for uh, classes? Um, honestly, I would say it was probably even before high school. So I was, I was getting like looks and everything from like the top high schools, like in my in my state. As an eighth grader, and I mean, mm-hmm. like coming in, coming in as a freshman, uh, I received my first offer from uh, from Rutgers to play DB. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was playing a little bit DB here and there for the varsity squad, but I was mainly a quarterback. And then, like once my sophomore season came around, that's when um, I made a change to receiver and things just hit the hit the road running in. And I mean, ever since that first one, my freshman year, they just kept coming in, and I'm, I've been so ever grateful for them. And it put me in the position that I is in today. So you was basically a young prodigy. You got offered a scholarship as a freshman playing yes. DB. A lot of folks don't know. Yeah. They look at your bio. You had nine career interceptions, so you was plucking them things. Was you playing corner yes, or was, safety? No, I was playing safety, and I was the definition of a ball hawk. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I was the nice. ball hawk back then. Yeah, that's what I like to hear right there. Talk spicy, man. Well, I mean, yes, was y'all playing a lot of cover three, or you just playing Hasis coverage back there? Like, look, I got we, you over we top. We playing everything. I called I called the plays. What? We was going from cover one. We was going cover one robber. We was going cover three, cover four, cover six. He was all over the place. Man, you out here, you out here lying right now. I don't believe you no, calling no, the defense no, as I'm a ninth grader. Yes, yes. Oh no, no, I, I was calling it as a, as a sophomore. Oh, when I, I got when you. I was really playing it. I tried I, to get I just, you in the role my my freshman year. My freshman year, I was just getting my feet wet. Okay, so I didn't really know too much. But once I got the hang of everything, I was out there calling the call mm. when I wasn't too hyped and forgetting. How was your tackling? Me a tackling? I, I wasn't a tackler, but if, I, if we needed to get tackled. <laughs> I was going to tackle you. Hey, man, you ain't hit the boys with the look away. Like, huh, you called me when somebody was coming down in that alley on the on a, on oh, the nah, ice or something? If the, if the alley was opening, it's me and him. Hey, I got to do what I got to do. I got to come down with a full head of steam. I mean, I believe you, bro, because because you, you got a nasty side to you when you blocking and when you running with the ball. So, but But I will say this. Speaking from a guy who played both ways, I tell him myself, 
it was a lot easier for me to deliver the blow with the ball in my hand versus coming up and hitting like a running back or a tight end. It was just something different. Exactly. When you got that pill in your hand, you feel like, yeah, I'm about to dump somebody. But when you got a tackle, it's like, hold on, man. I can't get ran over. Yeah. Definitely. And, like, me knowing a lot of the competition I played as, like, in high school, like, everyone was, like, from the same area. We just played on, like, different parochial schools up there. It was always, like, you my man. But right now, I got to knock your head off. So that was always the chip on my shoulder. I, like so, I mean, that. I remember one time I showed Coach Howell my film, and he told me I took bad angles, but I definitely was a hitter. So I, that's how you know I was coming down feeling. Hey man, you get praise from Coach Howard. That's saying a lot because he don't, he don't, he don't, he, he a tough dude to get some praise from. Like he, yeah, he's yeah. that guy that's gonna be real tough on you. When you finally get him in your corner, you know you're doing something right. So if he said exactly. that, hey, we gonna take that to the bank right there. That that mean last get year. That mean last year, you might have been playing in the secondary a little bit. And ain't tell nobody in practice, huh? <laughs> I mean, if if y'all didn't notice against ODU, I was back there at safety. Yeah, that's, that's if y'all a, didn't beat. Yeah, I peeped it. I thought you about there trying to be Randy Moss back there or Julio. Just <laughs> get you a nah. game winning. I mean, you know, a, a game in the INT. Hey, I was I was definitely waiting for something to break so I can show everybody my tackling skills out there. Nah, no, we ain't want that, man. Come on, man, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so so you know when you was in high school, man, what what type of camps did you end up going up to? Was it more local camps, or did you go to different university camps? Like, how was that? Because when I came up, they didn't have all these various camps. So, um, you know, just doing my research on you, I saw you hit up some different camps. How, how was that experience for you? Yeah, um, I mean, I probably went to the like I, I didn't really go to that many camps mm-hmm. because, like I said, I was I was getting interest just from like my my season. But uh, I definitely did camp at uh, I camp at what was it? I think North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I camped at, and yeah, I think that was the only the only camp I actually camped at. But did I went. You ever I, go to I like Rutgers? Did Rutgers ever have anything available? Yeah, they 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 had some things, but I was just since I was already a recruit there, I would I wouldn't participate. I would just go out there and watch other other guys like oh, you smart. Like, get close to the other recruits. You had some nice advisors yeah, around you then. That's that's yeah, smart. yeah, definitely, definitely. I didn't want to go out there and then let, like tweak something or mm-hmm. or go out there and have a bad performance and then now they're looking looking bad at on my part. So I just go out there since I, was, since I was from Jersey. I, like it was like a twenty minute drive, so that wasn't really nothing. And I had some old teammates that played for Rutgers. So yeah, you know. So once you you know switch to receiver and then your junior year, you kind of have a breakout season. Thirty catches basically 700 yards seven touchdowns in your senior year you have 740 yards 12 touchdowns first team all metro all state all big north united team honors um what was the recruiting process like because you like you said you got the early offer from Rutgers, but once you started playing receiver started excelling becoming one of the bigger names in jersey at your position um when did virginia come into the fold and who contacted you from virginia the first time um, I think UVA was my third offer, mm-hmm. and if I'm not mistaken, it was Coach Hagen's that reached out to me. Okay. Or, or Chris. I can't remember either Coach Hagen or Coach Larry London, Larry, Larry Lewis, Larry Lewis, Larry Lewis. Okay. Oh, yeah, Chip. It was Chip one Lewis. of them. What's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chip. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Cause you had They offered me On the London staff mm-hmm. Yeah you were just like Joe and Bryce Yep Yep And um, we basically Hit the thing Hit the ground Well it wasn't An easy choice Honestly Yeah t- 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 let's, let's, break, let's break bread About that So who were who, who did it come down to Who were your final Schools When you narrowed them down Oh um, my final school It was UVA Kentucky Ohio State and Michigan was coming in to run lately because I had a lot of my teammates from high school that committed there and we had a coach that we used to play against named Chris Parcher who was trying to continue that NJ to, uh, to AA which is New Jersey to Ann Arbor run going on Okay, and it was, and it was pushing so I mean I was in between them four and uh it just UVA just stood out I mean, I you got Ohio State and Michigan. 
I mean, look, let's let's keep it a stack right now because we ain't gonna play no games on the show. That's the <laughs> Ohio State, and that's Ann Arbor, that's Michigan, the big house. The big house. What was it about UVA to get you to not commit to those great tradition, like football traditions? Well. When I went on the visit to Ohio State, my mom loved it, mm-hmm. and I almost, I almost committed right there. I okay. remember I was walking out of the game, and I seen Noah, Noah Brown. He played receiver for them, and uh, he was like, "Y'all getting a vision?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "So what's going on? Like, what you gonna do?" I'm like, "Man, I might commit." And my mom told me just wait. I think the rest of my visits, and she told me from day one that I wasn't going to Michigan because. There's no way she could get to NL Michigan within seven hours and be able to watch my games or even if I need anything. Okay. So that one, that one was out the window. Then uh, I was supposed to go on a visit to Kentucky, but uh, I ended up going to UVA visit instead. And then, like, it speaks for itself. Like, if you ever been on campus at Shellsville, you understand. Talk, like, talk like to him. Home. Huh? Talk to him. You come it's on campus, like you might not home, come uh, back. And I mean, I mean, <laughs> I shouldn't even be saying campus because that's not what we call it. Oh yeah, it's let them know. I'm my fault. Correct me, ever, man. My fault. I've been in media too long. I'm disconnected. Yeah. If, <laughs> if you ever stand ten toes on ground, then okay. you guys will actually know how it is to be at UVA. It's a great environment, great school, academic wise. And now, as you can see, we have almost every sport mm. at UVA excelling at a high level. Not just basketball, not just football. You got soccer, both women's and men's. Women's okay. and men. You got lacrosse, both listen, women's and men's. Listen to him. Like, it's all over the place. Listen and we, to we just striving for greatness. My boy be out there. He be out there yes, right sir. now. He be out there right now. Oh, he on fire right now. Hey. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. So, check this out. Check this out. So, Mom Duke said Michigan was too far. So, that basically yeah. took out Ohio State because... They right close to each other. That's too far. You thought exactly. about Kentucky. That's too far. Virginia right here. Did Rutgers ever come into play late, or it was pretty much like I'm gonna nah, go Rutgers, to Virginia. Rutgers was was gone a little bit early. Okay. I mean, we was we was trying to we was trying to create a super team, go to Rutgers, but we couldn't get the we couldn't uh one of our other teammates really couldn't. Rutgers wasn't trying to offer them. So we all decided to go our own ways. Honestly, it, if if one of our teammates would have got that offer, a lot of Rutgers probably would have been top ten in the last four years. Not gonna lie. Okay. But because we had like, I mean, Jersey had a lot of top recruits coming out of the way. So, but I mean, it didn't work that way with the UVA. Mm-hmm. UVA, hey, was the best decision for me. Put me to put me in a place I am today with the. That degree from the University of Virginia. Yeah, agree. I mean, like, like just keep stacking success from high school to college. Now to be out of college and now pursuing my dream in a in a cell. And I just mean, like, it's not easy, but it's fun. Yeah, man. You talk about not being easy, so we're gonna go ahead. We're transition to when you got here on campus, UVA. So, um, mm-hmm. I didn't plan this, but the order of these. One on ones, these who's on the line, twenty twenty style, with Bryce, Joe, and now you. All you guys came in the same time, right? Yes. And the same. Oh, so all y'all came in the same class, and all y'all realized what before you came in. What happened? Uh, what do you what do you mean by that? What happened? Who, who, who did was the same guy that re, same head coach that recruited you? Was he here? <laughs> yes. Well, no, no. Yeah, all, you know what I'm saying? We all came to town to a brand new head coach that we never met before. Mm-hmm. I spoke to him spoke to him one time at the home visit. Seemed like a good guy. My parents liked him and everything, so we said he was going to stick with the commitment. And, I mean, if we've ever met Coach Middenhall, he's a, he's a great guy, funny guy, but, I mean, he knows his stuff. Yeah. And when... And when he said something, he wants it. He wants it done the way it's said, and he wants no drama. And like, you know, and, and I mean, cut you off. And the one thing I could say, talking with Joe and you, is that you guys had the luxury, in a sense, that 
you had a relationship with Coach Hagens and he remained on staff. Yes, Bryce, yes. Bryce had a new voice and a new guy, you know, and Coach Howell that he had, didn't have a relationship. So Bryce was basically um, coming in like eyes wide open. But you guys had that same common voice because Joseph, if Coach, if Biscuit would have left, he don't know if he would have came. Yeah. How, how, would, yeah, how was I, that for your decision? I would say the same thing because, I mean, Coach, Coach Higgins called me probably like uh, going into signing day probably like four times a week because he seen a majority of my teammates who were committed decommitting and then hand to Michigan. Mm-hmm. So he called me. He called me and the possibly said like, uh, you, still, you, you still all in, right? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Coach, I'm here. He's like, you sure? I'm like, of course I'm sure. He's like, I see all your boys going to Michigan now. Don't, don't hang up his phone. Then I had to check on Twitter and, and you committed to Michigan too. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm all in. Yeah. And I, I stuck to it. I mean, I think Coach Higgins played a big part of my career here at UVA. Stayed on me. Yeah. Always told me what was the best for me. And he definitely told me a lot of things on and off the field. You know, agree. And we're going to so stay on if, Go ahead. I mean, cut y'all. So if so if he he did leave, I I think UVA would have lost me and Joe. <laughs> mm. Honestly. Yeah. I, no, I agree with that, man. And and Biscuit is, you know, I call him Biscuit, but Coach Higgins is is a dear friend of mine. He's family. I've uh, been knowing him since he was young. Um, love him like a brother. So we're gonna stay on that theme because, uh, you know, you play started some games as a true freshman. Um, you ascended and then. Last year, I think was a was a big turning point for you. Not only your performance, but if we could dive deeper, I felt like with you, your biggest your biggest hurdle was you and your mindset, and then your body. Because I always told you, I always well, my my main question to you is like, what's your weight look like? You know what I'm saying? Just keep your weight uh-huh. down. Mama, I used to always just tell you that you keep your weight down, you're gonna be fine. Cause I always felt like your hands were phenomenal. I remember, you know, early in your early early in your career, you made a catch on a dig route. I don't know who was it was a home game, might have been Georgia Tech, but you dug it out. It was behind you, and I was just like, "Yo, that kid could catch." We just got to keep him on the field somehow. And I remember, I you know, asked around about you, and they were just like, "Yo, he a little bit of Donnie," and I was just like, "Oh, so y'all saying he a head case?" All right, we got to learn how to channel that in the positive and get him to... Because I feel like your dog was out all the time. That's how Donnie was. Like, Donnie's dog uh-huh. was out. Like, Donnie was very, like, aggressive. He talked. And that was you. That's you. But I felt like after that, and if I'm wrong, wrong, after that spring showcase when you caught the last pass, but you kind of showboated and the coach got on you, I felt like that's when it clicked to you, like, yo, let me, let me taper this because I could be special. Yeah. You know, talk to me about, you know, that day and, and going forward for you mentally and also physically um, preparing for your position. Honestly, that day was a was uh, a speed bump in the room that I needed to go over. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I had a great spring ball. Yep. Coming off my sophomore season, I, I had a decent season for a sophomore, I like 24 catches and like maybe a couple, like a couple hundred yards. Yep, you did. But, after leading into after that spring ball, I showed coaches that I could play everywhere. I was versatile and I was able to uh, contribute when the ball was on my way. But uh, the spring game, game when it was a live drive, mm-hmm. when, the, when the spring game, it was a fade ball. Perk before before we even called the play, Perk said, "I'm coming your way." <laughs> and he, he threw the jump ball. Everyone knew like almost ninety percent when the ball. Was Throwing the jump ball in my direction is coming down, and I mean I caught it, and that all was falling. I was just like, I was just so hyped that I honestly didn't even remember myself spiking the ball onto Darius Bratton, but it just was all out of like emotion, knowing that we won the game. Everybody running towards me, we're cheering, and then I see Coach Higgins like running through the crowd, talking about no, 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 don't celebrate with him. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh man, what did I do? So I, he told me what I did. I was like, did I really? And I just, I just got all caught up in my emotions. Then had to go inside, mm-hmm. do, I think, like 150, 175 up-downs before I, I was able to even go back outside and sign autographs. 
So at that point, I just felt as though, like, all that's uncalled for. You can celebrate in a way that won't be putting up paralyzed, celebrate with your teammates, mm-hmm. and not, like, taunt anyone. So I felt as though, like, going into the season, my junior year, you didn't see any of that. I mean, that helped me for a lot. I mean, I had, what, 55 catches for my junior year? Yeah. And, um, Went for five touchdowns and about 600 yards. So I feel like that transition just helped me stack success because it went from 55 catches to 75 catches and not only just 500 yards to 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, I think they said, like, it's only been a, like, maybe like four or five receivers in UVA history to have 1,000 yards in one season. Yeah, man. So, and I mean, to go back to back receivers, like, going from O to me, like, that was a big thing. I mean, hopefully someone, the next guy up and uh, at the receiver room to keep it going. But I just feel as though I left my mark and um, they saw how I practiced. They saw how I worked. And I feel as though they just got to take that into hand and they got to do what they got to do on their own. No, I feel you, man, because, you know, just, just going back to the spring, I didn't know you had to do the up-downs. I didn't know that information. So, you know, def- the viewers, the listeners are definitely, you know, appreciate you being candid about that because that's just showing – to accountability because you know a player could leave that out because they could feel like that's an embarrassment but you you said something that was key that was a bump in the road that you felt like you had to go over because I'm gonna I'm a share something with you where I felt like that day prepared you for something that happened this year what was the game where you were getting missed wide open and you wasn't a part of the fun you remember that home game definitely do because if if, it, <laughs> if I would have caught one pass that game I would have went into the bowl game with a with a thousand yards, but it was all good. Uh, me and Perk joke, still joke about that to this day. It was Georgia Tech. Yep. And uh, there was probably about five or six instances where I was wide open in the end zone, and Bryce just he just he, he just didn't see me. You know what I mean, yeah. It's like like I, I understood it after the game, like during the game. It's like you're like, come on, we need to play that da 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 da, going at, and then I like, just. This is what I knew that that day was definitely going to end in a fun day. When Coach Minahal came up to me and said, don't worry about it. I saw you wide open in the end zone. That's all that matters. That's so when I, when I saw that, I said, yeah, today's going to be a good day. I mean, it came out with a W, so I really wasn't, I really wasn't mad at all because we definitely came out with a win and the rest of the team played well. So, And I also remember... After like the fourth time, the fourth fifth time, Perk missed me in the end zone, I came to the sideline. I told Coach Anai, Coach Hagan, don't put me in on another uh, passing play. All I want to do now is block because Bryce <laughs> somehow can't see. So all I want to do is just block. Yeah. And they started laughing. And I mean, like in the locker room after the game, me and Perk, just, we saw each other. We just started laughing. Yeah. He's talking about, uh, he was talking about my eyes bad. I couldn't see it today. But I mean... It was, it was, it's it that, that will go down in my UVA history book as one of the probably the funnest games where I did touch the ball. No, nah, man, cause, cause I could, I could, I could vouch for you. Like, I, I worked the sideline that game and I just remember in my head, I'm like, damn, he missing the season. And the, my, the locker room part of me is like, Man, I hope he ain't say nothing to one of Perk's girls or a girl or mom or cousin or something. <laughs> The crazy thing about it is, every time I came to this sideline and I was wide open in the end zone, he missed me. Coach Higgins was like, like, man, like, what did you do? Did you take his girl or something? Like, <laughs> is, is he mad at you? And then Coach and I was like, boy, you must have did something with your brakes this day. And then the, 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 the point where I knew it was all joke time is when Coach Beck came up to me like, oh, he's like, jeez, what did you do to Bryce this weekend? I'm like, I didn't do anything. He just can't see this weekend. <laughs> Yo, I was it, but the the great thing about it, man, I just want to let the listeners know the reason why I pointed out that game because that showed your maturity. Like they don't know how far you came. I know how far you've come. You know how far you come. Mm-hmm. The coaches did, and we're, I'm not saying that Hasis was like the worst player ever, but I was a hot a hot head can recognize another hot head, and I can identify mm-hmm. and I can empathize, sympathize. And anytime I talk to any one of you guys, I try to show my shortcomings like i don't want to come off like on purpose so i remember coming to you and i even juggled like yo man dang perk missed you but at the same time it's gonna come around like that's how the football gods operate because 
you know, before that game, you had the Carolina game when you lost the boy, the, you know, that bigger DB, and then you had other big catches. But then from that point on, fam, like the Clemson game, the Florida game, the Virginia Tech game, like you got busy. Like it wasn't just mm-hmm. you were playing, like you were getting busy. Yards after the catch, making Clemson pull out one of their safeties because you was abusing him and how y'all were, you know, shifting to getting you in that matchup and then Florida how you were just jumping over them like you became the most urban legends it started in Notre Dame game it really started the spring game when you spiked the ball because to do that over Darius Bratton says a lot because he's one of the better cover guys he just got hurt this year so people forget how good he was exactly. as far as covering but you are the most receivers you know in the mode of a Herman Moore of a Billy McMullen those guys that you knew it was a 90-10 ball. It wasn't a 50-50. It's a 90-10. The only exactly. way you're not coming down with this if it's a flag. In the Duke game, you showed just don't even matter if it's a flag. You're still going to come down with it. So um, I definitely want to give you roses while you're here, bro, because I'm most proud of you, not because of your 1,000 yards, not because you didn't have a drop. I'm most proud of you because of the stuff you did off the field mentally and physically. Like you kept telling me, big dog, my weight good. Big dog, I'm straight. Like you always had a smile on your face. It probably was Paw Patrol, right? Paw Patrol probably helped you change. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to slide that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I had to sneak that one in there. Yeah, man. when you start watching Paw Patrol, was it like two years ago? How long you been watching? Because that might make sense, man. Man, honestly, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't, don't know lie. when it started, but it's just, it's don't a habit. Lie. I'm gonna be honest, it's a habit. Don't lie, you know, you know. I watch a lot. I watch a lot of cartoons. Like I want, like I watch a lot of TV because, like, when I was at school, either I'm playing the game or I'm um, in class, whatever. But Coach Higgins asked us to give up some things to make us better, mm-hmm. and I told him I'll give I'll give up fast food in the video game. So, word, basically had to take had to drop the game, had to find something else to replace the game. So cartoons, so I watch cartoons, cartoons and war. And literally, and literally, I had no classes on. Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. All I got was Tuesdays and Thursdays, and it didn't start till twelve. Whoa! Time out! Time out! Time out! Time <laughs> out! We gotta give a shout out to the to the academic advisor that set your schedule. You only has hey, classes no. on what Tuesday and Thursdays? Tuesdays and Thursdays. Please yeah. say their name. Say their name. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely Carly, man. Carly is she's she's one of the best academic advisors I ever had. Honestly, her and even when Miss Fitz is in, Miss Fitz did the same thing, but uh, Carly was the one who put me in that schedule, and uh, she stayed on me to make sure that Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, I wasn't just wasting it. I was doing something productive, Ooh, and it helped, me come, it helped me graduate in three and a half years. People, so, people don't realize, Monday and Friday classes are the toughest for a football player during the week, because you're coming off the weekend, and if you had a away game, it's, it's a lot of travel. Good thing about you guys, you got Sundays off. We practice on Sundays, mm-hmm. we got Mondays off. But still, that getting up on Monday after the Sunday night games and practicing and watching film was tough. And then Friday, you're just so anxious for the game or you got travel. So, you know, you could run the risk of having to get work and might get behind or something like that. So the fact that you exactly. just had Tuesday and Thursdays, man, salute to the academic advisors that took care of her seats and the cartoons. Sure. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the cartoon played a big part, man. All right, so look, I forgot to ask you this. I can't gloss over this because my guy was still there when you got here. And we talk about Quinn Blandon, and I know that you're a physical guy. Any collisions between uh-huh. you and Quinn? Um, any collisions? Or or um, any 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 uh little back and forth banter? Oh, definitely. Quinn to tell you. <laughs> You can you can call Quinn any day. Honestly, don't make me call, call him on three way right now. Nah, I ain't gonna do that. Honestly, you can call Quinn right now, and he will tell you every chance I get till this day. Uh-huh. I call him and bother him, and we literally go back and forth. There's been like I remember my freshman year. Uh, this is Quinn's junior year. Yep. Like we had curfew and everything, and, he, and like he was just coming over there and cooling with us because Bryce played DB, and like he would just like sometimes he didn't want to go out, so he just come cooling with us, and we literally would be pull on. Wrestling in in the lounge, like like me and Quinn definitely had a like, had some we both had some times wrestling here and there, but 
I mean, the biggest collision I probably took from somebody on my own team probably was Mike Tyson. Ooh, wait a wait a minute. Probably. The academic Heisman, you ran into him? Yeah, it it was it was it, still to this day he blames the reason why he hit me is because of Olama Day. Because old quarter passed. <laughs> it was 04. And apparently Micah said old quarter passed and they thought they tagged him off. He kept running, he scored. So the next play, I ran like a curl route and he would drop and curl the flat. And Kirk, then Kirk threw the ball before I broke. So it was it was it was no it was no like avoiding Micah. And he threw it high. Mm. So I literally, I had to climb the ladder, catch the ball, and as I'm catching the ball, I'm trying to bring my knees to my chest to, to absorb the hit. And it just was, the, the hit was so bad that before I even hit the ground, mm-hmm. Kelly Pugh and Keith were running on the field to make sure I didn't have a concussion. Ooh, Lord. Yeah, Michael but, bite you. But I got up, chirping, and the ensuing play, we ran a toss, <laughs> and Mike and Kaiser thought he had the tackle, and the next thing he knew, he was looking at the light inside the, of the indoor. Oh. He was on his back. <laughs> you got your payback. Just the next play? What? What Coach Hagen do? Play. What Coach Hagen do? Coach, did, he run uh, on, did he run Coach on the field? Coach, no. Coach Hagen waited until I came on the side, because the whole, the whole indoor just lit up, because that was the first time you ever seen Mike get hit that hard. Mm. So, but when I came to the dialogue, Coach Higgins said, I like the physicality, but Uh-oh. don't hit our own players like that. Let's get everyone to the game. Ah, okay. It was like during the game. Was it like game week or it, 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 y'all was in camp? Nah, it was it was, it was was like camp, but he was just, because he said he's seen so many people go down like that, so yeah. he was just trying to like, just say like, if it's your teammate, don't tell it, don't get it. You're that, but I just had so much energy into me because he tried to lay me out to play before so I had to get him back I feel I had you. to I feel you and that was a good teaching point and, and that's just one of the things where you know you see that you got that fight re- resilient um, and then coach is like yo cra- realize who you hitting too <laughs> exactly and the crazy thing about it is before that day me and Mike used to argue all the time so he would say don't let me catch you I was like I don't care if you catch me just know I'm going to catch you back yeah. he was like yeah you just talk he was like, yeah, you always just talking. But that day, after practice, he came in shit my head. He said, he's our section. I mean, the thing about it is, a, a lot of times, you know, people call receivers divas and, and you know, little things like that. And I always tell people, like, yo, receivers aren't small. Like, majority of the receivers aren't small dudes. Like, you 6'3", 215. Like, that's not a small human being with the ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I don't care what yeah. y'all say. They not little dudes. Like, Joe isn't a little dude. Even Jana got some size. No, Joe, Joe is, he's different. He's, he's odd. <laughs> That's, hey, I like that. I like that descriptive word right there. Yes. Because how he hit kickoffs, you got to be odd. Because he told me last on his interview, man, I just hit the hole because I trust they going to do what they supposed to do as far as blocking. You know how many dudes that got ear hole shot trusting people that they're going to do what they wanted, like they're supposed to do on a hey, kickoff return? Honestly, I've seen Joe get one. I've seen him get ear hold and he hopped back up and go on the next kickoff and act like that ain't happening and run the same happen. way. That's from that frog gigging, man. That's where it come from. He ain't it's scared exactly of snakes. That frog gigging, all that. <laughs> he got that's, the big red truck, elevated and stuff. Man, him in there carried them hay bales, all that. Man, what's wrong with Joe, man? What's wrong with him, man? Hey, he's, he's different, man, but I love him, bro. I love him to death. Oh, no doubt. A great dude. Like, like That's why I love... So, uh, we talked about Joe... How was it for you personally to see Jana have a breakout in the middle of the season the way he did? Like, how easier did it make for yourself to, you know, get open? Because, you know, you can't, you had to coming out, you know, Notre Dame and games for that. And then the Florida State, you had a big catch, a, a nice little two piece move on the corner. Don't think I didn't see the two piece move right there. You know what I'm saying? People don't think you fast, well, but I've seen you well, put people well. on skates. Hey, people, I remember, hey, verbatim, Quinn told me before that game, he said, you are slow. <laughs> and I guarantee you, when you get the ball this game, you would not make anyone miss. Oh, and when I came back, When I came back to the sideline after that play, I looked at him and RJ Lavroni. They both said, I thought you was going to score on that. 
I said, Brent, listen, forget the score. Where was he going? <laughs> Yo, the skate, though, my guy. Oh, he just knew he had you, though. I ain't, I, I didn't yeah, think you had it in you, though. For real. I didn't think you surprised I, me this year, yo. Like, you was catching stuff, it, reverse pivoting, and stiff arm. I was like, yo, hold on. Who is that? That's a C? I put it, I put it on view the first game of the season against Pitt when he first took that little, little fade route and dude tried to tap him in the sideline. They were doing full 360. Here you go. Here you go. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? Yeah. Y'all hear what he's trying to do to me right now? He really trying to size yeah, right man. now. All I remember is you catching a little mesh route and diving for a touchdown. I don't remember the other thing. I got to go back and see yeah, that, you, dog. Yeah. Hey, I, I can see you the clip if you want me to. <laughs> Hey, no, stop, man. <laughs> hey, man, I'm not, I'm not Micah, man. I didn't just hit you. Calm down. Man. <laughs> so I can see the clip. So I mean, so we we having fun talking about the season, man. You had a phenomenal year, um, and then you know, what what do you see as far as the locker room left? Look, we everybody knows about Jana. I think folks understand who Billy Kemp is. They know about Tavares. I know it's a, it's a receiver in that receiver room that's going to be nice. Do you think you know who I'm talking about? I definitely do. I call him my little brother. And he's from the bayou. He's from the bayou. And he... and he, Bad Rouge. Yeah. Yeah. I've been telling folks, like, yo, we got Jana. You know, we got the Munchkins, of course. But they don't know about Wicks. They saw a glimpse, but they have no idea about what that damn dog can do when it's time to let him hunt. Because I got a feeling he's going to be, be nice. I'm going to be honest. He's probably my stock... My size right now, yep. my height, but he's faster. And that's the only person that I'll admit, because he's younger, I'll admit he's faster than me. Anybody else older than me, I would never admit that they're faster than me. I don't care. Man, but, hold on. Tell, tell Don, me. No, no. We're not. No. Stop, Hasees. Don't do that. <laughs> okay? Don't do that. You know goodness well Joe faster than you, man. He's a kick hey, returner. That's fine. But, but I knew it was coming. When I, when I ball with the balls in my hand, man, I'm gonna ask anybody. I'm gonna anybody you put me up against. Hey, man, you know what? I hate you. I hate you because that's a rebuttal. I you. <laughs> that's a rebuttal. I you. I hate you. Did, I'm a, did I ever say that around you or something? How you use that? And I've been using that since '95. Son. Like before you was born, I was saying that. It don't matter how fast you think you are. Put the ball in there. And I bet you I beat you. Exactly, really? and it shows. Dog, I can't. Dog. As much as I want to just be that 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 prick, I can't. You're right. Anytime the ball was in the air, you got there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Bryce was throwing it early. I'm like, yo, he throwing his seats right there? What the? Oh, okay. Like the Notre Dame game on the post. I was like, oh, his yep. ain't even looking. When the pluck. The- and you know what I like about that catch, yo? You didn't cradle it. You went and plucked it. A lot of dudes, when they run a post and it's coming like that, they cradle, they let it come down almost to their waist, you know, to try to trap it. You actually went up there and plucked that mug. I'm going to be honest. I can't cradle the ball. Like, every time, like, I've had an instance when I try to cradle the ball, I drop it. Mm. That's because you... That's I always catch the ball with my hands. You extended frame catcher, man. That's a good thing. That That's just showing you're not going to let the ball get to the inside frame and allow little DBs like myself, because I'm short. That gives me a chance to rip it out, high-five, drill you, but when you reach out there, that catch radius is now your advantage, so keep that, man. Mm-hmm. Keep that. And Joe told me about the little, all the exercise. I mean, I saw what y'all did when I was working with the DB, so I saw the work y'all put in, but um, as far as since we're transitioning now to your, your current training, um, Joe said y'all train at uh, XPE? Yep. XPE Sports in Fort Lauderdale. So what's some of the things you've been working on? You know, he talked about he was stiff. And I told I could have told him he was stiff. Like, you, you stiff, bro. Like, look at you run. Mm-hmm. So he stretched a lot. What's one of the things that you you felt like, damn, I've been missing out since you've been working at XPE? Um, hip mobility, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, out down here, it just showed me how, how like, other tight my hips were. Like, every night, I do at least four times a week. Uh, hip activation. Okay. Nothing too, nothing too strenuous. Just small exercises that's just going to activate my hips and being able to get them stronger. 
I mean, that just that helped me with running. Yeah. That helped me with lifting. Mm-hmm. That helped me with like making moves, like acrobatic catches, and just like your hips are a big part of your body. Um, that's a big thing. I've been well um, taking a part on is uh, my hip mobility. I gotta watch you, dog. How you gonna throw acrobatic catches, man? You ain't slick. Oh, j- uh, cease, man. Cut it out, man. Cut it out. I, 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 mean, I pay attention. I'm a petty, petty hawk. Pay attention to little stuff like that. You have me with the, you know, with the running because it's gonna help out your stride length, help you uh, not release as much energy into your stride and when you, when you energy into the ground. Yeah, acrobatic catches, man. If you don't stop. I, mean, I had a couple. I had a, I had a couple on the year. I mean, let me guess. You can game. name them. You can name them, huh? Which games? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Yo, I, I, I play, hate you, man. I hear the play that was called and everything. <laughs> hey, I man, what, I need jackpot right now to calm you down. Jackpot will calm you down right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, we'll keep you with too much longer. But um, also, man, when w- what was it like when you first started fielding phone calls from agents, bro? Like, what was that feeling for you? Um, honestly, I feel like it was a uh, it was back to the recruit phase, like it was in high school. Mm-hmm. They see trying to figure out the first the, the right person for me, the right fit for me, and the person who'll go above and beyond for me, even if uh, even if it was an opportunity that I wouldn't be a high draft pick. I just wanted somebody that was gonna put in all the work possible able to get me into the right space and just give me an opportunity so I can make the most out of it so who you who did you end up um agreeing to allow them to represent you um I'm with Abby's Trust my agent's name is uh Landon Bessmer okay. he also represents uh Tim Harris from UVA as well facts Super Bowl participant yeah what's the name of the agency again Athletes Trust Athletes Trust big shout out to them man for definitely giving my boys that much needed goddess, man. Um, yeah, man. So, look, look. I felt like you should have been hiring all ACC. What's up? How how did you feel? And you don't gotta tell me the honest truth, cause I could talk for you. But with the combine <laughs> stuff, like, wh- how how did you feel about that? Like not getting the invite? Did you did was you did you get mad? Or did you feel like yo I'm gonna just wait until my Pro day, like what was what was your thought process with that? At first, um, I was a little down mm-hmm. on myself, but I made a couple calls to some of the older guys that uh, didn't make it to the combine, and even I even called Perk. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they just it was like, honestly, bro, it's not, it wasn't even in your hand. So all you gotta do is just uh, make them pay at pro day. Facts. Put the numbers down that they, that they think that you're not gonna put. And show them up, and then I mean, there's been plenty of people who didn't go to the combat and drafted. So why why can't I be the next one? Yeah, and I and I always say this because you know folks was like you know Assis didn't get invited to the combine, and at first Petty Hawk was like yo I'm about to flame these fools, but then I thought about it, I said you know what man, let me be level headed, and I just thought like it's amazing that our last two one thousand yard receivers didn't get invites to the combine. Alameda didn't get invited, now you didn't get invited. And nope. all I can say is, say to that is, you know, everything's happened for a reason. And, you know, you talked about hip mobility and then being more flexible. I just feel like it gives you more time to, to work on the, nuance, the little nuances as, as they look at as far as like weaknesses. Because, look, the elephant in the room is how fast was Hasis run? I know that's what scouts go, oh, going, want, going to want to know is how fast you want to run. And here's my advice to you personally from somebody who went through, you know, pro days. I was known as a speed guy. So uh-huh. my, my thing to you is just make sure you excel at your strengths, period. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, don't get too caught up in the underwear Olympics, which is the 40-yard dash. Make sure your strengths are truly your strengths and your strengths are catching the football i think you are a phenomenal route runner because you understand and i said on my podcast and i said it wasn't a knock to you you understood that you were pedestrian in the eyes of others but you knew that you were a top-notch route runner so your your i'm saying air quotations your slowness allowed you to really route guys up because if they were lazy in their technique you was putting them in a blender you were having turned around 
and then you had that sneaky speed after the ball. That's why I always tell folks, it's a different. When you got that ball in your hands, you run a little faster than what people think. And I know a lot of times mm-hmm. when you went against DBs, I saw it. Um, just knowing the game, playing both sides, I, I could understand that when somebody starts to panic pedal, and you made a lot of guys panic pedal because you knew how to change speeds. You knew how to burst at just the right time and get them to flip so you can use your size. And to me, man, you know, I don't think it's a diss. I just think the football guys just want to make sure that your strengths will show here at Charlottesville when y'all work in the indoor facility. Yep. So, hey, man, we got two months longer, man. I know you're a busy guy, but uh, let's get back to Paul Patrol because I got a, I got a story, okay? <laughs> so for the so the, for the fans that don't know, Paul Patrol is a cartoon that Hasis really likes to watch. If they watch the walkthrough, um, the the uh, extra they saw me asking about Paul Patrol. If they saw my Instagram before, I had a picture of him with the Paw Patrol uh, stuffed animal. I heard you got a a custom Paw Patrol shirt with your name on the back. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, whoa, where you getting all this information from? <laughs> I mean, you know, I know peoples that know peoples, but you ain't okay, answered the okay. question. Don't 50 cent and that- don't 50 cent me and change the subject now. What is that true? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is very true. How did you get that? Whose idea was that? Was that a gift or did you seek that out? Did you wear it with pride your first time? Do you sleep in it? Like what, yes. what, what happened? I wore it. I wore it on my birthday. Facts. I love in it. The walk, in, in the walkthrough at the hotel. Ooh. What game? UNC. Oh. UNC was my birthday. Oh. Yeah. And know what? And that's when you had the... Dog. That's when you had the stuffed animal. Exactly. Right. Leaving, leaving to go to UNC. Yeah. Yep, I remember mm-hmm. that. I didn't. Oh, dog, yo, it was your birthday weekend. <laughs> it makes sense now. All right, yeah. So, got another story. I got another one. I got another one. One more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. Let's, okay, one more. Let's get it. Were you in the store recently and you had to be like, like a Beyonce moment? Like you just saw Beyonce for something that was Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> you talking about uh, Don't tell me you talking about this Joe situation man I don't know what you talking about uh, Explain to the audience They don't know what we talking about Go Oh man It just It was just some Alright so It was definitely a day Where we had We are allowed Our cheat meal Yeah I heard I, oh, I see your had... cheat meals dog I see your cheat meals You my guy You never let me down On a cheat day by the way Salute to you Definitely We got, we, we, we got to We got to Yeah <laughs> It was a cheat meal day. I was at Dollar Tree. I was getting some, uh, what was I? I think I was getting some batteries for my controller. Hold on, man. Them batteries ain't going to last that long from Dollar Tree. What are you doing? That's fine. I got a 24-pack for a dollar. Ooh. Oh, my God. That lasts you about 24 minutes, but go. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Dollar Tree, though. Salute to Dollar Tree because I go to Dollar Tree all the time. Trust me. I do. Exactly. I got kids. But uh, as I was in, as I was waiting at the register, uh-huh. I seen some candy, and the candy looked decent. But the reason why I picked it up, cause they had my, they had my bros on it, my man from Paw Patrol. So I was like, oh, they got Paw Patrol here. And Joe looked at me like I was crazy, like, bro, you still, you still on that? I said, what you mean, bro? It's, it's Paw Patrol, but I need to get it. But he convinced me not to get the candy. But what? I really, I really picked the candy up just cause it was Paw Patrol. Yo, okay, I, don't need candy. I don't need the candy right now. Okay, cool. But cool. He was I, looking out because it I was candy. Exactly. All right. But if it was, if it was anything else, I'll come home with me. It was done deal. You done deal. And they got they got names and everything, man. Like, what's some of the names of, of the characters? Oh, come on, man. I don't know their names. All right, I gotta do that to you. <laughs> you see me? I tried, though. I tried. Hey, fans, I tried, man. I tried to press him. I did. I had him on the ropes, but he rope with dope me in the bell ring. So that's it you with the ball. We, we in the rap battle. I had, I had the rope with dope you. Yo, speaking of rap, speaking of rap, boy, you read my, Look, man, you must know my notes because I made sure I won't go not ask you this question. 
Because, look, for the fans out there, Ballhawk loves battle rap. Hasees uh, loves battle rap. I know for sure. Lamine loves battle rap. Smoke loves battle rap. Uh, Quinn loves battle rap. There's a couple more guys that like love battle rap. So we always have little. Hey, discussion. hey, don't don't forget. You just say Sharp already. Who? Chris Sharp. Oh yeah, Sharp loves battle rap. Yep, he loves battle rap. Salute to Sharp. So this 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 uh uh match coming up. What Lord Sue Surfer is going to do versus Lord It Lux? Hey, you already know. You already know what I'm going with neighborhood. Huh? <laughs> you already know. You know I'm going. Man, my man. Hey, Surf about to give Lord It Lux the work. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, he on the tear. Surf? I ain't gonna lie. What he did to Reed Dollars with the, with the, his second round, psh, they should have locked him back up after that. That was a, that was dead assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> what he did that second round. Hey, all I'm gonna say is whoever out there down turf must be a fool. Mm. That man right there. That man right there is something different. So look, next time that family right there. Next time you talk to your fam, sir, first of all, salute sir for his Instagram uh series where he be asking all the battle rappers questions. Salute to him for that. He always been a stand-up dude. The reason why I rock with Surf because he always used sports analogies. And, he, he, you know, I get views in a lot. He make up his own words and everything. Um, but next time you talk to fam, tell him I need that Mav High for battle. Forget John John the Don. I got you. I need the Mav High for battle. I need it. Or at least go on um, Expert Opinion, you know, his show. But I got you. Yeah, man. But salute to Sue, sir. Salute to Battle Rap URL. They got that new partnership with um, Caffeine that Drake helped broker and stuff like that to where some of the battles are going to stream live on Caffeine for free. If you're, you know, premium app. You, look at that. I'm talking Battle Rap right now. Doing your sesh. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give it a battle shout out. You know what I'm saying? I got to give them out. I mean, that's... that's Neighborhood is family, so I gotta salute the bros. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just what that's just what it is. You know, but Hasiz, man, definitely appreciate you coming on the show, man. You know, definitely family. You know, you know, we always linked up behind behind the scenes. We talked about some things that I'm never going to share to to the public. But um, yo, man, I definitely just say I appreciate you, man. Appreciate all you've done. How you know the hard work that you put in, the leader you become, and I'm excited. For the next chapter of your life, man, because cause you're going to get that money, bro. Because I know you're going to go yes, get use a, use a dog. You always got a great personality. But the thing about you is I know you ain't afraid to compete. So that's why I don't, I don't, I don't worry about you. I don't. I don't worry about you in the sense of, man, I hope he know this. I hope he know that. Because at the end of the day, you're going to compete and you got them stickies. You got them stickies, man. Everybody ain't got them stickies like you, bro. Keep doing what you're doing, yes, man. Sir. Oh, anything you want to say to the to Wahoo Nation, man, before you get off that's been rocking with you from day one, or even if they jumped on the bandwagon late? Hey, it's all good, man. Wahoo Nation, stay tuned. I wish us luck. And, hey, we need that record broken for the attendance next year at Scott Stadium. Ooh. And yeah. don't change because Perk, Bryce Hall, Jordan Mack, and all of us gone. It's sort of the same support. It's going to be the same. Situation. They're going to go undefeated at home again. They're going to ball up. Stay tuned. Spoken like a true young pistol starter. They're going to go undefeated just like we did this year. My man has seized Dubois straight from the Jers neighborhood. Salute to my bro. And salute to Paw Patrol, man. Hey, y'all need to send my dog a sponsor, man. You ain't family dollar. And y'all little batteries and stuff. Your batteries. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, man. Hey, man. That's it for... Who's on the line? My guy has ceased to bar. I appreciate y'all tuning in as always. I want the whole world spin my record. Shero, the hoodie styles, check game, stay free records. Ho! Shorty girl, fed to death in a massaging. Bad news, even be massaging. I got a fitty hip, I be massaging. Pinky rings on my finger, I'm massaging. I got a speedboat concert cause I massage. I come through about a whole kind of large. I be massaging, I be massaged. I'm coming through with Cadillacs and massaging. Yeah, boats of constantly massaging. I got GPS, I be massaging. I catch croaker fish cause I'm massaging. I like a macaroni plate, I be massaging. Even oodles and noodles, I be massaging. Try out the 
massaging. I got ice around my neck cause I'm massaging. Or even gold teeth, I massaging. Or pinky ring iced out cause I'm massaging. I got a hundred million dollars, I be massaging. I got ten dollars, I be massaging. I got a thousand dollars, I be massaging. I got twenty two cents and be massaging. I take a penny and be massaging. I tell shorty girl fat, I be massaging. Your big two, I be massaging. I be massaging. I be massaging. I got a GPS stern with massaging. Whole shit road chain be massaging. I got a Uzi. I be massaging. I got a 12 gauge pump. I massage. I got a hundred thousand. I massage. Ain't broke. I be massaging. I stay paid. I be massaging. I stay late. I be massaging. I hit the poop all night 'cause I'm massaging. She wanna come through loaded and massage. Whole team we massage. Bad new party constantly massage. Ain't no joke, I be massaging. Even the bacon and eggs, I be massaging. Huh? Polo shirts, Chateau Adidas, I be massaging. I love you, sweetie cake. Spin my record, let me give you the game. Oh, how to get rich? Take a penny and flip a penny. Then 40 billion. Huh? Why I be massaging? What? Car steering wheel. I be massaging. The whole, the whole label of the state free records in the VA. Oh, we be massaging. Let's have a money shot. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.